minute, crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jansen. It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 246. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, With guys. Matt Diavella, the guy who wouldn't get any presents for that, I did. I got nothing this year for Christmas. <laughs> I asked for everything. Is, is this true? No, I didn't ask for you anything. We actually, no, so uh, Nat and I decided to do no Christmas uh, presents this year. Nat is my partner. Uh, and... It's good. It's it's honestly. I want to say. So what we did was we decided to take the money that we would spend on each other and give it to a family in need. But it it wasn't totally selfless. I would say it was ninety percent laziness and ten yeah, percent sure. compassion. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Felt pretty good. And twenty percent tax deduction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how much? How much did you assign? Uh, Twelve dollars uh, each. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I think it was like two fifty each. Yeah, great. So it was like actually probably a little bit more than we would have spent on each yeah. other. But. Um, it was it was all Natalie's idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, That's no, it, was nice. I mean, it takes the pressure off. Yeah, it I felt good, honestly. Like I honestly don't do nice things like that that often. And it was like I was like I should. I don't know if you guys are like that. We were like I should. I want to do more of that. I want to buy more goats. Yes, more goats. I got I got a goat given to me for my birthday, and I was I was so happy about it. It's not a real goat. It's a it's a it's a piece. It's a card that has a picture of a goat. But there's a real goat attached. Or there no. is a real goat involved, and the goat gets given to a, a, a family ah. in a village. In a third world country, so it, yeah, they. I mean, they probably just milk it, and they kill it and eat it. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's a good life. Yeah, it's good. I mean, for the people that are eating it. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. It is. It does feel good. I want to do more stuff like that. Yeah, we're, uh, we're currently. Where are we, Teach? Yeah, we are on the cliff tops in Bondi Beach. So we're in Sydney, Australia. And you might hear, like, this is pretty calm right now for Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach. It looks like just a great little beach to go for a swim, but it can be super dangerous. Helicopters are flying over. Yeah. That's probably a... They're either looking for sharks, great white sharks, or um, missing tourists out is, at sea, which is a legit thing that both happens Both of those here. things yeah. are true. Yeah, both are true. And so, I've actually seen Bondi Rescue. This is, is where Bondi, the, is this is where Bondi Rescue is. No, it's no. not. That was like uh, at Nat's parents' house. <laughs> but I, oh, it is, it's, it's breathtaking. Like, they actually legit, like, save people's lives. Mm. And it's usually, like, dumb tourists like myself <laughs> that don't know how to handle <laughs> or water. my mate who's on Bondi Rescues um, rescued Hugh Jackman. Get out. Really? Wolverine. Hugh Jackman couldn't uh, swim. Uh, dude, this is the thing. If you're a good swimmer and you go out in a bad time in Bondi, yeah. it, can, it can fuck your shit up. Um, flashback a few years ago, and I keep getting reminded. I've already been reminded this year of it. Every so often I get a... Um, every, I reckon once a year for the last three years I've got a text message saying bro just saw you on Bondi Rescue <laughs> this is when no. I <laughs> wait for real no 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 I wasn't getting rescued I was featured because um, the do, the Bondi Rescue guys uh, one Christmas got legit reindeers they're like so uh, they're little deers or, and they yeah, so legit, legit reindeers yeah there's like what's a reindeer it's a deer they don't fly like yeah. they don't reindeer <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy, though. Yeah. I was questioning, are they called reindeers? Yeah. Wait, so they're, yeah. they're deers. Anyway, they yeah. had deers on Bondi Beach, as, and they were p- filming the show and bringing them around, and it's just got me holding one of the reindeers, looking all Were chipper. you getting paid for that? No, I was just a punter walking past. You're literally just... Did you... Did you? Um, because I feel like... It, have you heard of Border Security? Border like Security. The show? Yeah, yeah, the, the show, yeah. Show? We actually watched it uh, last time we were here, a couple of weeks ago, Yeah, and... It's a, it's pretty intense, and like there's 
some people you know, like they're guilty. You know they have heroin in their bags. <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> like going to jail for, for a long time. As a viewer, you're hoping they've got something. Yeah, something or else illegal. why are we watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we don't see people's lives be destroyed. Do you yeah. feel like, so for people who don't know, it's like uh, at customs when like you go into, into the country, Australia is very, very strict when it comes to things like plant based foods, anything that could be, yeah. that could have like bugs and shit yeah, on it. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. So what we're asking is, would you smuggle over yeah, here, Matt? Did you try? Some avocados. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Depp got well, in a lot of cheaper. trouble. He's not like he's banned from the country because he brought his dogs over yeah, secretly without saying right. anything. Well, he flew over on his private jet and brought his dogs and didn't get the the right. It's like going to another country and not getting the visa. Yeah, it's, it didn't. Feel it's like just the, the rule of the country. The paperwork. Right. Yeah, I, no, we didn't smuggle anything over. Although I. See, like I told you, I'm more type A yeah. uh, than Natalie is. So I'm like, she's like planning on bringing the peanuts that we bought from the airport in. And I'm like, you can't do that. I just watched the video and they said that you cannot bring any food from the airplane or beforehand. And uh, I think you could probably get away with it, but I just rather not risk it. Yeah. I feel like you guys are really strict with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like Australia, yeah. New Zealand, I feel like those countries in particular are, are quite strict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I went to New Zealand, they were super strict. They're like, have you been on a farm within the last month and are you wearing the shoes that yeah. were on that farm? They do that in Australia as well. That's because yeah. we don't have anything to lose in America. We've already <laughs> desecrated our land. We have ticks everywhere. Uh, th- ticks? Ticks. Yeah, in, in America? Yeah, that's yeah, not yep. a big thing in Australia. Now, ticks, on the it's mostly on the East Coast where I was from in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, if you went out in the woods, you'd have to come home and, like, check your hair and, like, do, like, a full body really? search. I got a, I had a tick on my dick once. Oh! Hey, yeah. The title There's the, the name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Yeah, yeah and um, I was... <laughs> Uh, I had to get my mom to remove it. <laughs> I want to say that I was young, but I was definitely too old. How, how old my, I must. 12. I was probably like ten. <laughs> like way, way too old. I could, you know what I mean? Like it's not that. It's not a medical procedure. It's, it's yeah. actually not too old to have it done. It's too old for you as a young ten-year-old to think that that's what needs to now happen. It yeah. is because it is unfortunate because that's memories stick. After ten, yeah. much more than I do beforehand. Oh yeah, and so, so it's ticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was like my dad worked at a grocery store. And he told everybody like I went in the next day, and like everybody's looking at me funny. Yeah. I think you know, he made tick, an tick. announcement <laughs> over the, the PA system. <laughs> tick dick. Yeah, tick dick. I was definitely that was definitely the nickname was tick dick. Was um, it hard to get off? Uh, it was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I it? hope to God my mom doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> was uh, it? it was yeah. uh, pretty easy. Because it, it gets, easy. does it actually stick yes. into your skin? It does stick into your skin, and it, it required teasers. Tweezers. What about um, what's that? Sandlot kids. You know, where they um, dr- walking down the tra- the train line. River Phoenix is in it. Right. It's a classic film. And um, no, Sandlot kids. Uh, <laughs> Sandlot. Is the Sandlot it, is a movie, but then yeah, no. Um, I should know this. Oh, I totally know the movie. I've watched it a million times. Run, Forrest, run. Is it Forrest Gump? Uh, yeah, no. yeah, he says it that. Really? And he runs across it's the... It's um, Forrest Gump. It's not Forrest Gump. He says that. There's a scene where they're on this train bridge. The Goonies. And the train comes and he's like, run! Is it the Goonies? Run! And he's running and Is he jumps off. Is it the Goonies? Off. Can it's he not, not. It's not. So, <laughs> uh, listeners are like, bro, it's this movie. You're a fucking idiot. But in that yeah. film... Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Um, if you know in that the film, he... Uh, he goes into a swamp and River Phoenix gets um, leeches. Oh, oh right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. And fat I always club. thought, I always thought, club? 
No, it wasn't a fat clap. Leeches are big. They are like the side, the palm of your hand. Well, they were big, bigger in America. Fat because camp is what I've never I was seen them though. You've never have? No, I've never seen them. Although here's the thing: disappointed with Australia because I heard like you guys like don't fuck around when it comes yeah. to spiders and all this stuff. But we're like, not here to fuck spiders. You're yeah. not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> that's a, that's a saying. No, but no. they're pretty. Is that really? A saying? Yeah, you don't see a lot. I don't know. What is the saying? The, so the saying is: if I was like uh, Matt and I meet up, we're having a few beers at the pub, and I'm like. Yo, Matt, are you um, you getting pissed tonight? You having a few few beers tonight? And Matt would respond, "I'm not here to fuck spiders." And oh. what does that actually mean? And it's like I'm not here to fuck around. I'm not okay. here. I'm here to have a good time. I get it. So uh, anyway, so yes, re- um, re- I wanted to know about the water th- with in regards to Hugh Jackman drowning and all. Or not drowning. He he was fine. Uh, <laughs> what fine. was what, what was the uh, the water training sort of swimming lessons like on the east coast? Did you guys have swimming lessons growing up? Yeah, like no, nothing is mandatory. Uh, there were maybe like one or two kids in every grade that didn't actually learn how to swim. Yeah, uh, pretty rare. Most people had above ground or in ground swimming pools uh, at their house. At their house, yeah. At, Maybe not most. Maybe like fifty percent. But one. above ground wasn't like royalty. Well, that was yeah. like above ground is like you. Aldi had a special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like just dig a hole and put it underneath. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had an above ground pool, and uh, I learned to swim pretty early on, but not good. Mm. I'm not a good swimmer at all. Yeah. I can would, just survive. Would yeah, you feel sure. confident going out in this in this kind? I've of I've always had a hit? bit of a low key fear about like oceans too, but I have gotten better over time. Is it the shark thing or just o- like? No, I think just like the power of the ocean and like yeah. the current getting swept away, mm-hmm. and yeah. like hearing horror stories of stuff yeah. like that happening. I was Dude. close to drowning. I uh, I had to be rescued once. I like I didn't see the sign that said "Don't go above like your waist," and I went in near my shoulders and just started getting dragged in. I was yeah. like putting my hand up. It was like the waves were dumping me. And I was like coughing and screaming. I couldn't scream because my wow. throat was all yeah. like filled up. And they had one um, lifeguard came in to try and get me and their board got smashed by the wave and then a second one had to come. Sure. I thought I was going to die. The scariest Holy thing about shit. drowning is that... Uh, you die. Dr- no. Hang on, hang on. That's definitely the scariest drown, part. If you drown, if you've you, drowned, you've de- you're yeah, dead. It's yeah, like being true. electrocuted. So yeah. uh, drowning doesn't look like what you think drowning would look like. Yeah. It's... That's that's the scary thing about it. So here at the beach, when there's hundreds of people, thousands of people in the water, so, so what they do here, if some if something's happened, they take everyone out of the water. So there's like a siren that goes off, and you should see it's the most eerie thing. Yeah, thousands, so maybe four thousand people are at the beach. Everyone's out, and they're looking for someone in the water. But drown, so you don't flail like you know you yeah. think in a movie. Yeah. Some t- at some point of it, it does, but like real bad drowning yeah. you, you can't tell that's the problem what's with usually it. the main thing is it like just is it the current pulling you down is it exhaustion um, you don't usually scream because you're so exhausted yeah. so that, uh. it, that doesn't happen it's just like yeah bobbing oh, what's the protocol too are you I, I heard that you're supposed to let the current take you and to not fight it is that yeah. true no, I you learned go to the side I learned as a kid my dad keen surf I've been in waters like this since I was there's a drone by the way four. guys a little uh, oh, yeah. uh, Mavic Pro uh, Mavic yeah that's um, actually my B cam <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could have at least bought a B cam bro <laughs> yeah. we'll ask him for the footage yeah <laughs> um, so one of the things is to swim across yeah uh, in, a, in a rip okay just go straight to the side well, it's, yeah it's easier or I mean I always just try and catch a wave but it's scary it's, nah. I, the, the idea of like catching a wave I think under 
underplays the feeling of when it's happening because it's like you have it. And even the idea of swimming to the side, like I've heard that as well. Yeah. The thing is, though, you don't even know where the beach is. You can completely lose perspective. Oh, yeah. That's when you're, you're yeah. in serious trouble. But I find laying on my back is real. Like, whenever I'm freaking out, even just me. In, in general? <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah, me, yeah, yeah. me in Italy, though, and I'm like, I'll be swimming heaps. If I start getting tired, I just start floating. It's also just lazy. Yeah. It's easier. It's super good. Yeah. It's yeah. Too many Aperol spritz. Yeah. So just on the back. Just go into like a dominant pose. Yeah, so this, uh, this submissive dr- pose. This drone is reminding me of uh, Tommy when he was sort of starting his video business. Originally, he got a... Um, you would have been one of the first people in Melbourne to have a drone. Yeah. So when the Mavic Pro first came out, I got the order and I got it pretty much as soon as they got sent out. Yeah. This would have been, what, three years ago maybe? Yeah, three years ago. And I went hard. It's so funny. I see people now out flying their drones and I just... I think, fuck, you've got no idea. As in the the rules and the yeah. safety, and and, yeah. and it's and but I you think would about like that as well. One hundred percent. I think about myself. It's well, literally dude, I mean, this is pretty timely with the Gatwick Airport uh, drone situation. What uh, there was a they had to shut down the Gatwick Airport in London yeah. or just outside of London twice because this same drone kept popping up. Yeah, oh. I just heard and on the news on the way over here. I think there was actually no drone. Really? No. There was so the two people that found two people. <laughs> But there was what they're saying is we actually don't think there was a legit drone. Like it wasn't wasn't real. What did they what find? Mean? It was like a I bird or something. I don't know. A so, kite? so obviously someone called in something. People were being thought suspicious, it was. and they thought yeah. it was. I don't know. I'll, I'll give you another update. Do you know not. what I saw on YouTube recommendations uh, on the right hand side yesterday was um, a drone footage of an A three eighty. Have you seen this? Like a, one of the massive Airbus planes. Yeah. Uh, this drone was flying and basically alongside the A380 and it's a legit it was recorded about a year and a half ago hang on how fast does that drone have to be well so it was like panning across so it was basically stationary yeah as and in front of the sort of to the side front sort of side to the um, plane and saw it taking off and sort of panned as the plane was going and it wasn't edited like that was like it was like a legit Wow. Crazy. What What do you guys think about drones now? Because at the time it was, I remember seeing some of the earliest drone footage online mm. and it, as filmmakers, you look at it and be like, wow, that's really cool. Like yeah, that's an yeah. amazing shot to get. And then in a similar way that sliders and yeah. dollies, everybody yeah. has them, glide cam or whatever stabilizer you have. Like at this point, do you guys use drones much? Is it like, like and like, I don't know, is it hyped up more than yeah. it? Definitely. I haven't used... I've got, like, the Phantom 4 Pro Plus or whatever, and I haven't used it in a year. Yeah. I think that there probably should be a club of us, yeah. of drone owners <laughs> that never drone. Yeah. I, it's just um, too much work. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I'm always disappointed with what I get, yeah. and I'm like, I just... The drone always tends to sway, and it doesn't go in a straight line, and I'm it like... Ha- it has to make sense to the shoot if you need it for a specific... I mean, like this guy. We'll get the footage off him for our B-roll <laughs> yeah. um, for this video. But I, what I worked out was you can impress people very easily with a drone. All you need to do is have them in the moment question how the fuck you got that shot. Yeah. So, for instance... Yeah. Which is always dangerous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I don't mean it so in like, get le- over the ele- like an illegal way. I mean, like, uh, it's like uh, if you're using a gimbal. Yeah. If you reached over a table yeah. and you pulled back 
and revealed so you're traveling across the table yeah. or for instance if you're on a beach and you and you're pulling back and you go out across water yeah, yeah. people just because it, it goes from a shot that could be done on a normal camera with yep. a gimbal yeah, yeah. to then going, holy shit, that's a fucking drone. And well, so that, those kind of shots really impressed Yeah, impressed and that's, that's kind of what got me into filmmaking to begin with is being able to get that reaction from people that like, wow, you did that? Yeah. You made that yourself? The tick wasn't that's enough. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> double uh, down on ticks. Double down on tick dick. <laughs> Hashtag the tick. The, uh, I, somebody's going to have to help one of these fuckers. This guy's yeah. like... So a guy's just jumped off a small cliff into some white water. That looks he, pretty here's rough. The thing. Okay, here's a fucked up thing. So I surfed out here. We're like on the point in Bondi. On one of the days, it was so rough, like 10 times as rough as this. It was stormy. Yeah. The thing is, if you get close to if you get close to the rocks, it's less rippy. So when you're surfing, the way you actually get out on the point... So my, my mate who I was with was super ta- super talented surfer. He says, if you're in trouble... Swim as hard as you can at the rocks because it loses all its oh, all its pull. So look at these guys; they're like you'd think they're fucked, but they're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, because I look at them, I'm like, oh god, this is. Yeah, I feel look, uncomfortable. That looks, that looks so dodgy. <laughs> the Uh-oh, same. He's running. The same yeah, area. That would have been bad for Ooh. them. Yeah. Getting very close to the. Like, all it takes is you get hit your head on one of those yeah. rocks too. Yeah. Uh, are we just uh, risk averse, or are these kids idiots? <laughs> no, the kids are idiots. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> no, I've grown up around the water. I like, did. That's normal. I did shit like that constantly. The um. Talking about the drone shots, I feel like in the same vein, the Movi stabilizer stuff, it's the same sort of thing with the... um, Specifically, I remember being at NAB, like the National Association of Broadcasters Expo, and they had like... Movie was showing um, all of the footage that they got with the camera, and they show all the the behind-the-scenes stuff, which is like people like... uh, They'll have it going upstairs on a little crane thing and then they lift it up and then someone's running with it and then it goes through a car. And then you actually watch the footage and I feel like the behind the scenes always looked way more impressive than the actual shot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even for like people that are inexperienced with filmmaking, uh, like I'll even, Nat and I were watching uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel and there's some clever shots where it's very simple, but it's just the, the camera pulls back and then reveals a phone in the mm. bar and then you realize that they had to have like a dolly on a crane yeah. to pull back and actually yeah. make that reveal. And it's a pretty complicated, I mean, a simple looking shot, but pretty complicated in post. Nobody knows, like I, she did not notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. most people don't. Do you still have your movie? I just sold it a couple months ago and I'm mm-hmm. like, I think this is like a transition for me doing client work and working with like brands and startup companies mm-hmm. to doing original content where you have to do it all yourself. Mm. So I was like, I, you know, I, now I have one of these little Zion cranes, sure. which I don't use, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I think it's a can, good can you question. Do that hand gesture again that you just <laughs> did. <laughs> did I do like a jerk off? <laughs> you will see this if you sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> that was awkward. Video uh, yeah. The, I Patreon. think, so I made a video recently for my wife. She just had this little expo. Uh, for a, a, a candle store at a market is what she did and I just had my A7 and I've there is legit like no need for a slider or a Zion crane for the most part for a lot of stuff unless you're running after somebody yeah. or ju- wanting to just get that look where you're just holding it and compl- you know you're walking long distance but I was doing shots it's 50 frames or 60 frames and it looks like it's on a a glide cam yeah and so it's there is ways around it I think the tools are like it was very popular for one point to do all that stuff and now it's we, we, we've gone through there's a well, it's like there's having a funny a meme it's like 
how we went through handheld into um, gimbals, yeah. and now it's all going back to that handheld look. Yeah, my problem is that it's uh, it slows you down. Yeah. To set up on a gimbal, to set up your drone, and especially if like I'm doing something more vlogging or on the fly style, mm. I don't want to take that all that time to do it. And especially if I'm filming myself, there's just not much option. You mm. have to do everything on a tripod. Yeah. I've been using the Easy Rig a bunch, which is all right, but it's like it's the safe man's handheld. Yeah, but it's a certain <laughs> style which I can't work out how to do first person filming. Like I've gotten yeah. so used to filming these short docks with the easy rig and with an FS7 that the idea of like how do I create a video that doesn't have that has me in it is it for you, you, do you looking just like use a, a lot of tri- <laughs> yeah, do you use just a, a lot of tripod shots is it do you find that you lean on that a lot yeah i mean it's funny because people will say that about my videos and say they have a certain style to it and everything's on a tripod and everything's simple and set up and I'm like that's because I have to I mean I don't have somebody that to tilt the yeah. I mean I, I may have yeah. more movement in my shots yeah. if I had somebody else filming them mm, and I yeah. probably would actually do a lot more handheld stuff if I had somebody shooting it because I'd be like let's just grab it let's go let's get the shot and let's get to the next mm. thing uh, and so maybe my style will change if I'm able to hire a filmmaker to help out more uh, but so you lowered the barrier to entry to start being in front of the camera because that's kind of Josh and I have been talking about I've done that vlogging style handheld looking at, holding it to myself and then Josh has done the opposite because he's focused more on the client stuff and yeah. telling someone else's story and so it's like yeah how do you how do you transition and did I you do it, it because that was the I just had no choice that's the only way I can do it it's because it's the only way it's, it's what had to be done and yeah. I, I've like learned so much from doing the vlogging style yeah. that it, it's I don't want to say it's more difficult I just want to say it's a totally different ball game yeah. Yeah. and that I had to relearn how to be a filmmaker in a different way and filming yourself is very difficult and I think you could actually even see that in my early videos that I released a year plus ago to mm. two years ago that the quality is pretty shit like overall I just it wasn't nearly to the standard of my freelance work that I was doing. Yeah. Was that painful for you? Pretty painful, but it was like, just get over it. Yeah. I got to release a video. Like I had, you know, I said I need to release a video every single week. So it just kept me going. Are you uh, shooting regardless. a bunch more? Like, do you find that like half the time you'll watch stuff and say, oh, that was like, I was completely out of focus there. Like you don't have any monitor that you're pointing to you or anything. Do Sometimes you? I do, but I yeah. do like reshoot stuff. I'll shoot a video. I recently did a video um, about minimalism and really what it is. It was called uh, What Minimalism Really Looks Like. And I shot a talking head. It was just going to be me talking to the camera about what minimalism is. And then I realized that like a couple weeks after I shot it, because I had you know shot it well in advance of when I planned on releasing it. And I was like, ah, this is just, it doesn't feel good. I feel like I could do this a lot better. I could get more creative with it. And it's also probably going to be a video that would resonate and do well. Mm. So I was like, let me actually rethink this. And so for me, I think the b- biggest learning lesson, learning lesson has been to put more time into pre-production and plan out my videos yeah. and think about ways to get creative. Because like, I'm not that funny on the spot. But if I have some time, I could probably think of a decent joke to put into my videos. Mm. Mate, Tick Tick was pretty funny, but that was real. Tick Tick was pretty good. That's a bit of gear, though. That's that's, that's something you've been working on for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Tick Tick was a routine. (laughs) (laughs) It was a child when I started it. Do you find... I remember you did a... Uh, one video where you talked about people can make excuses around I can only do this thing when I've got like the 50 mm-hmm. millimeter 1.2 lens or whatever 
different product it is then and there, the drone, the gimbal. What is the, um, what is the one time of late that you've picked yourself up on going like, hang on, you're doing exactly the thing that you're trying to avoid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I do that stuff all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not like, and, and I think sometimes you, you talk about stuff from experience yeah. and not saying that I'm perfect and like, I'm the guy that would be like, Oh man, I can't. I remember early on thinking that I needed a 50 millimeter prime lens yeah. in order to shoot this one video. So I bought it way before I ever needed it, and I didn't even use it on the shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I didn't need it. But I did recently. I did buy the Zion crane. Actually, yeah. like coming to Australia a couple weeks ago for a wedding, and I, I was like, I packed my tripod and the crane, and I was gonna get all the shots. I only used the crane for one shot. Really? And Were I was you like, filming the wedding? <laughs> No. Was that your job? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, guys, things have been rough on Patreon. <laughs> um, I hope you didn't rock up with any gear because, you know, like you'll go no. to a wedding and there's like one guy who's like the cousin of the bride who's oh, got like an inspired mate, I, I've been to a few yeah. weddings recently and I just love watching the wedding um, videographers just scrambling. <laughs> and I just think, fuck, I feel so... Dude, these guys... I feel for you, bro. I don't know. The, I, the, the guys that filmed this wedding... I was yeah. disappointed <laughs> with their performance <laughs> because they would they had holstered cameras, right? They had the coolest straps, uh, like these yeah. leather straps. Yeah, like yeah. It looked like it was originally for a gun. Yes. And then they had their cameras lashed on their side and they had no lens caps on them. And they're just yeah. running around with the camera fl <laughs> flying at their hip with the lens potentially scratching against yeah. any and everything that's next to them. Were they full like hipster images. lenses too? Uh, they were hipster. Oh, my God, yeah. They were from oh, Germany dude. and... Dude, uh, I reckon it was Japan. probably the same dude. Same leather straps at this wedding I Did went to. Did they have crazy light on the camera? Uh, there was one guy who had a light on the camera. There was They were like those tiny little... Um, LED light? No, nah, the tiny little lenses. lenses you know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Like a prime. Mil, the, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. an adapter old, type of thing. Yeah, the yeah. old, old they had lenses. Those. And these guys, but these guys had the light on the camera. And I'm like, with these new lenses, you don't need a light yeah, on your yeah. camera. And like, it was in your face. I'm like, guys, <laughs> please. I mean, it honestly is like, I don't know. It's disruptive. I'm trying to dance, man. I'm trying to get weird. <laughs> and I can't have evidence that this happened. <laughs> Do you remember the last wedding you filmed? I remember when I decided to quit weddings yeah. because weddings is, are hard. When you quit, you have a whole other year of weddings to do because oh, you've no. booked out oh, yeah. for a year. But I did three weddings in one weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then yeah. the What would you charge per wedding? Do you remember? Uh, it was pretty affordable. I think I started out doing $1,000 a wedding to build yeah. up a portfolio. And then I eventually got two cameras, 3000 or 3500 yeah. uh, US dollars. And the, the third wedding was at like a Russian buffet, kind of, it looked like a Chinese buffet restaurant. Great. And it was like a hole in the wall. There was disco dancers and singers that were like the hosts of the night. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do this shit anymore. How many edits would you, because I know a bunch of um, wedding filmmakers and they'll have like, 20 edits that they're working on they end up having to get contractors in to yeah. help them and they just I think people overbook and they don't yeah. like they're not that good at managing their projects if they're like not being able to edit them and I think maybe it also comes from the fact that people get very good at shooting and filming first and they don't put as much time into the editing yeah. and I think that if you become a very good editor you can edit projects very quick I, and I, efficiently I met um, at this when I'm talking about with those the guys with the hipster uh, holsters, yeah. you call them. I met the guy whose production company it was, and his girlfriend. They were kind of like, "Oh, what do you what do you do?" And then I asked the same, and um, they said, "Oh, I've got a wedding 
video business and her girlfriend sort of jumped in and was like, oh, you know, yeah, he's, this year they've done 98 weddings. And I just cringed. Oh. 98 weddings. But, but, I mean, this is their business, right? And who, who do we it's have? It's not too dissimilar to, like, having a catering business at that point, right? Where yeah. it's like well, it's you're then, like, delivering because you're not going to be able to – I mean, do you think that the craft, you've got to lose the craft at that point? If you're doing that amount, you've at least got to have a bunch of employees or contractors. Yeah, I think so. And I think that I, that's a route to go. And yeah. it's the cheap, quick route. Yeah. It's like, I, I think that you will definitely lose quality. And I would mm. rather be the person that charges more. Mm. The person that people cringe with, like, you charge $10,000 for a wedding or $30,000 for a video. Like, yeah. mm. I would rather be that person because... There are plenty of people willing to pay that, yeah. Yeah. and it allows you to focus on it. At what we- point do you lose sight of the craft? I, I a guy at my son's daycare. I always saw he's so lovely. You're always like smiling, look over at me, waving. And we had the Christmas party at the daycare last week, and I was like, he's definitely a, a creative. He's always like late in with the kids. He must run his own thing. And then we started Hat speaking. Backwards. Owns a production company. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, bro, me too. And we're, ch- we're chatting and, what, you know, what, do you do, what kind of stuff are you doing? And the way, he'd kind of um, given in to the fact that he does non-aspirational client work. Yeah. But he's successful. And, and he was kind of referring to, because I was saying kind of what Josh and I are doing, you know, we've come from doing the client work and sort of yeah. focusing on the more story-driven, doco-style, yeah. the stuff that we really love. And he's like, oh, man, that sounds so fucking great. And he was talking about paying the bills. And it sounds like he's, he's like, given over to the fact that he's got a business that doesn't do aspirational content in terms of what he thinks is even aspirational. Yeah. Isn't that sad, though, too? Like, when somebody starts explaining what they do, and then in the first couple, like, the fi- five minutes, they're already, like, giving disclaimers, disclaimers yeah. and, like, yeah. saying, like, you know, like, it's not, yeah. like, the most glamorous stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, do shit you love. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done, but you can... It seems like he's... If he's established and successful, yeah. and I think this is one of the part reasons why you want to charge a lot more, because mm-hmm. if you charge a lot more for your videos, then you can start to say no to the projects that you don't really care about. How far in... Like, when's, when's it too late? Having four kids and then saying, honey, I'm chasing my dreams, quitting my job. That's a, that's a very hard... That's a hard thing to do. Well, I think that part of it is the fact that it doesn't have to be... Like, video production doesn't have to be what it is for everyone else it can mm. just be literally what it, accounting is for an accountant or like i think that some of the times like i find that um it's hard to explain what i do sometimes just because i feel like i owe some honest answer where i need to like you can fall into that disclaimer yeah. thing where it's like this is because sometimes there's also a gap between this is where I want to be, but this is actually where yeah. I am right now, and feeling like it's disingenuous to say, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing a doco type." Like I struggle calling myself. I've I've changed my website from Josh Jansen had like filmmaker or whatever to like Josh Jansen podcaster and video creator. I feel like I'm more comfortable with that at the moment. Have you? Where, where I think that's a good point though. In that like. If you are giving a disclaimer or prefacing what you do, um, I find myself too like almost downplaying what I do in yeah. a way to as to not maybe like uh, get people to think that I'm bragging about yeah, myself. Yeah. You or mean that you I'm don't like, say, "Bitch, I got over 700k <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> subscribers yeah. on YouTube." Yeah, 
I, I actually have a business card that just says 700. I got to get it redone all the time. So it keeps going up. It's so annoying. But, uh, no, I, yeah, I think it's like I, I always try to downplay what I do. And I actually wouldn't tell somebody that I'm a YouTuber. Mm. Be, well, mainly because I've always been a filmmaker and that just yeah. is more natural. It's uh-huh. just a different platform. But also you just try not to like get too many questions. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because we do cool shit yeah, for a living, it's like it's, and you don't want people to feel bad about themselves or what yeah. they're doing. It yeah. sounds like the, from my mind, the very anti-American thing to s- sort of say to oh, not yeah, pump yeah, yourself to downplay up. yourself. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that's what I, I love about a lot of Americans I've met. They're they're not afraid to promote their success, which can come across to some people as a bit gross. Yeah. But to others, it's like, man, he's only it. Well, yeah. fucking done. There's um, an art to it, right? There's like an art to the humble brag. The subtle and I think art it, of the humble brag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it will like help you, Yeah, I think, move your career along in well, a lot of ways. Well, all you're really saying is, I, oh, that guy, that boat guy, just lost his hat. They no, went over a big wave in a boat. Turn around for the hat. Turn around for that. This is um, coming to you live from Bondi Beach. We've got a hat rescue happening. <laughs> hat rescue. There it is. Oh my right. god! It's Hugh Jackman's it. hat. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely. Hugh Jackman's oh, drowning. Is he oh. going to actually jump in? Oh, oh, yeah. This is a hero this is moment. If I've ever oh, seen yeah. it. They're about to literally jump in. It's the kid. The kid has jumped in. Yep. To get the hat. Oh, he's been taking blood. What is it? It's a. Oh, there's a lot of blood. It's a. It's a big hat. It's um, a comical hat. It, essentially, yeah, you're just saying what you're good at, yeah. like, uh, and that is hard. Like, we have a th- we have a hard time explaining to people these are our real these are our skills. Yeah, like this is what I'm actually really good at. Well, I guess the thing is, like, who's the audience? And yeah. when we're talking to people that we meet, it's my randomly, grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> listen, grandma. I need to let you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that like when you're talking to to people that are just like friends, or maybe you're meeting acquaintances, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But when you're talking to a potential client, then I think it's that's where it makes sense to like talk up what you've done. Yeah. And I think it helps actually having done really cool shit and having done great work that speaks for itself. What about this? Uh, so I know like small scale. I've had some videos do well where I'm going to an event where I've got like friends they're not my close friends but I know that sort of within my reach uh, in terms of them sort of seeing what I'm up to and what I've been and they kind of reference it and it's kind of like "Ah," it makes me feel a bit awkward when they sort of go oh I see what you know you're doing for you you've just your channel's blown up maybe you haven't left the house that's why it's blown up because you've worked so hard but people saying oh Matt I see you doing well like what's your response to like oh you oh your videos are so good man I see but maybe does it is it because that you you have maybe where we feel uncomfortable is that we don't necessarily have all of those metrics like in some regards that feels like the missing key for a lot of people is it's like yeah I'm a YouTuber it's like oh yeah how many subscribers do you have do you think that that gives you a level of because he's got a good answer yeah that you've got a good us. answer yeah <laughs> there's like a, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's difficult, too, because even, like, when you look at um, big media company and mm. freelance and filmmaking client work, the only way that people would ever really know that you're successful is if maybe you worked with big brands yeah. and you had a big campaign yeah. that you yeah. worked on, or is if you just told them how much money you made. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. I think that first thing is that you just have to let go of, like, who gives a shit. I think early Carry on... Carry around I, your p Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, man? Like, honestly, like, early on, like, I really cared about it, and me and my friends had a lighthearted competition early on, where it was like, oh, who can make six figs? Yeah. first and then it was like we kept playing that game and it, 
was funny and it was just good to make fun of each other and one up each other. But then eventually it was like, all right, the game's not really fun anymore. Well, once you start getting successful, so <laughs> yeah. But when you do get successful, all the successful successful people I know, they go through a point of not talking about it anymore. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, if your friend isn't sharing how much they're on at this, the job, like at your work, it's because they're on more money than you. Because they're what? Yeah, on more money than you. The person yeah. who, the person yep. who's not making as much will always go, bro. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm on, I'm on sixty grand. Yeah. I'm just, I'm being upfront with you. And then, why are you telling me this? Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. thing is, if if your friend responds, goes, yeah, man, I'm, yeah, I'm on like sixty grand too, or whatever. Or if they just go, oh yeah, man, I'm on similar. That means they're probably on eighty five. They're actually making their time more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that is. That's something that I've gone through too, where like I actually in the beginning I felt this urge to let people know that I was successful. Yeah. Like, hey guys, look how amazing I'm doing. Because it, I was just very proud of myself yeah. in that it's very hard to I think make it as a freelancer or to yeah. do something on the independent route. It's more common now that it's been in the past, uh, but it has been something that I've gotten over. That I'm like, and I think maybe it has been because I've gotten where like the goals that I had set for myself, mm. but also when I. I had to set like an enough point where mm-hmm. I was like $75,000 in New York City. If I can make that much, I'll be happy. It'll allow me to like, you know, it's a little bit extra. It allows me to go out to nice you restaurants. a little bit extra. A little bit extra, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, But it was just like a... Yeah. Then I made more than that. and But it wasn't every year I kept yeah. making more. Some years I would regress and I make less returns. money. Mm-hmm. They say like, yeah. what, if you earn over 75K or whatever, like your happiness level doesn't go up. Yeah, but I much. think it's like for... It depends where you live, yeah. right? And yeah. it depends what means it's you like live under. probably like 150K in New York. Yeah, like in places like that, yeah. it's probably yeah. higher. And in places like Alabama or like uh, rural areas, yeah. it's probably $30,000 yeah. yeah, a year. Absolutely. It's a daily talk show, everyone. Uh, Christmas Day. Hope everyone's having a great Christmas. And uh, uh, Matt Vella, you're going to be on tomorrow's episode as well. Yeah, I can't wait. We're going to record it tomorrow and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's a Daily Talk Show. <laughs> Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See ya. Bye.